and welcome to the chat. That's right, the Chucklehead Chat, a podcast hosted by me, Chief of the Chuckleheads. New topic each week with a great new guest host. Sit back, enjoy the show, be entertained, be educated, laugh, cry, hate it, love it, or fall asleep to it. It's okay because it serves a purpose. Welcome to the show. Guess what's back? Back again. The chat's back. Tell all your friends, all your friends. Oh, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Chucklehead Chat. It has been an extremely long time since I have recorded. I apologize. Some of you might care. Some of you. All right, enough of the nonsense. You're not listening here to listen to me go on and on. Or you might, you might be. I don't know. You might be trying to fall asleep. Today's episode has all kinds of inner workings. Today we're going to talk about reality TV. We're going to talk about yummy soul food. We're going to talk about murderers. We're going to talk about strippers. We're going to talk, well, in a, in a, sorry, I probably not just like stripping in general, but a stripper that was part of this whole murder plot and talk about some insurance fraud, kind of everything that's wrapped up into a true crime episode. It's been a while since we've done a true crime episode. Last time I did true crime episode was true crime chuckleheads. I think that was, I don't know, episode uh, three or four. I can't remember. It's all starting to mess together, but let's jump into it today's episode is called true crime sweetie pies and we're gonna go over and kind of break down a little bit talk about the sweetie pies dilemma and controversy and you know what every time there's great success usually there's some idiot that messes it up and something happens and chaos usually ensues and it's just very unfortunate sometimes when all that happens but you know it happens and this this actually hits you know home in in many ways because someone's nephew died my nephew died a couple years ago um it is here in st louis so it's always strikes home to me and also it's you know i was i watched this whole reality tv show and it's you know following it and just kind of seeing what how you had someone that worked really hard with the owner of sweetie pies and you know, it just kind of all went downhill and it's kind of, it's really unfortunate and sad. And this is, will probably end up being this idea. This is going to be ripped from the headlines. going to be a dateline or a law and order or something. Cause it has every, everything that just screams true crime, whether it's podcast or TV show, ID channel, whatever have you, this, this has, unfortunately this is everything in it. So sweetie pies was a, reality TV show that ran from 2011 th- ran for five seasons to wrapped up in about 2016 ish. And it basically followed this restaurant tour. Her name is Robbie Montgomery. And the cool thing about her, she was 71 whenever she started in this show. Um, no, when she actually started the restaurant, the restaurant had been around for a while, but of course with everything else, Oprah, made it popular this tv show ran on the own network which is of course oprah's network and anyone knows that if you are involved with anything oprah winfrey says or does whether you like her hate her love her whatever she will help propel you making money so she i don't know how she actually the show actually got developed but was developed it's located here in st louis that followed miss robbie around and one i think cool thing about her is that she was a musician as she traveled around with Ike and Tina Turner and she was called an Ike and so I think a three or four of them they're basically backup singers and she went around and uh she got injured she had a collapsed lung and she 
didn't allow her to sing a lot. She couldn't tour anymore. So she came back to St. Louis. And that's, of course, where Tina Turner grew up. I don't think she, she was not born here, but she went to high school here. And she grew up here. And so it's, I'm assuming that's why she was an get and how that all started. But I, I really don't know really know how that goes. However, she came back to St. Louis. Uh, legend has it she took her mother's soulful recipe, started a restaurant and called it sweetie pies and they had you know a few locations here in the st metropolitan st louis area well you were right on st louis is divided between the illinois side by the the mighty mississippi and there was one on that side of the river uh my wife and i went there a few times was the sweetie pies location in granite city illinois had some good soul food there i loved some soul food i had some neck bones some collard greens and some black eyed peas that was delicious but it was very um you know, interesting to watch this story and how, you know, she, you know, woman entrepreneur making it and she had some locations in some very popular areas. And, you know, of course, with the popularity of the TV show, it really just propels her business and lines and lines of people are, are gathering. And I believe the restaurant started, oh, I don't know, like 20 or 30 years ago. But the TV show really focuses on her bringing her son into the business, her son, Tim Norman. And his backstory is he was, you know, raised up, raised in kind of bad area, product of his environment. And he made some poor decisions and he ended up in prison and he really um, was in prison for, I think, for nine years and got out, started working with his mom, started running, became very successful, helping her run the business, became really popular on a TV show. His show kind of starts off with a couple, you know, some cast of characters and Miss Robbie, of course, and her sisters who helps out Tim, Tim's fiance, John A, which is who's pregnant with Tim Jr. Tim's cousin, little, little Charles, Tim's nephew, Andre, uh, some other really hilarious characters are involved in there too. And it was just a fun show to watch. And you know, with reality TV, I don't know how much is legit, how much really isn't. And, you know, it gets, I think a lot of it was because they kind of showed start from finish. I mean, I'm sure there's some scripted stuff in there, but it showed them going around St. Louis. So that's always fun when a show does things in your town and you are driving down the place like, oh, I recognize it. That's the gym that they work out at or that, you know, that's where she went and got her nails done or we're getting her hair, hair did or, or whatever. But the, the show explodes. The restaurant becomes more popular than it ever was. And you know, sometimes great fame breeds great controversy. And this is exactly what happens with the story that the show runs for, for five years. And so it's just really sad because Tim Norman eventually wanted to branch on his own, start his own restaurants, but he wanted his mom to be a part of it. And she was, you know, very business savvy and she didn't want to expand too quick. She didn't want to really franchise cause she wouldn't be able, she had a great product. She wouldn't be able to be the person to, see how that was everything was operated and they already had whenever the show started they had one i think three locations and then their main their real big location they call it the upper crust opened up and had a huge banquet room and it was like that was kind of her she really she was really proud of that whenever if you if you follow the show and follow how that comes along well tim didn't like it and he didn't really want to he wouldn't do his own thing, but he kept trying to tell her, let's open up restaurants here. Let's open up restaurants there. Well, he eventually opened up a restaurant like in Houston and Inglewood, California. I think the one in Houston, she was okay with. Then she said, no, we're not doing this anymore. And he actually was using the, 
the sweetie pie's name using all their recipes his mom even sued him because he wouldn't stop and he ended up kind of like altering the name a little bit but was still close enough and he, he was just he was it looked in the show followed them in like inglewood at the inglewood stores and the houston stores when he they did the restaurants in texas and they followed like the ups and downs they followed the controversy i remember there was this one episode where they're sitting down and he's she's like son i love you and she had this you know mom conversation with them basically like look i love you but you're not dragging my company down you're not running my business out of business basically and you're gonna do what i what i tell you to do because this is how it goes so it was really interesting to watch and really kind of sad watched them kind of part ways she really she actually sued him he's him and his fiance broke up after the baby was born so you got a baby that you know that that's born in the mix and it's really just sad just watching how all this pans out and what was a fun family business just kind of go down the drain just because really greed and that's what happens people just don't work together family members start squabbling people think they could do everything the best and it really um it's really, really sad and unfortunate and during the the i think last season of the show andre montgomery who is robbie's the owner of the restaurant's grandson so tim's nephew he's he, you see him throughout the ser the series because he would come in during the summers and hang out with his grandma or whatnot and he would work at the restaurant not work at the restaurant and it's really it's really sad because he ends up you know getting shot and killed and just watching that family go through that and then, you know the cameras were on for some of it and just watching how they how they got through it and how sad it was and really just how how it really affected Robbie and the family because it was you know that's the the third or fourth male that they've lost in their family and it's just very, very unfortunate and it was you know basically someone went in that he was hanging out at, at a place and he ends up get, getting shot and you know, he dies from his wounds and um, it comes out, you know, later down the road. And, and, and after, you know, the, the killing happens and there's some episodes that, you know, show his funeral and then it shows um, Miss Robbie and Tim going to where, where it was. And we're, we're going to, I'm actually going to play that clip in, in a minute. We're going to talk about that. But the show ends in 2016. Restaurants still stay open. Tim and his mom are still squabbling back and forth. But then all of a sudden, um, you know, if there is a new development in the case and, you know, a few years after this happens, uh, Tim Norman's arrested for the conspiracy of murdering his, his nephew. And a lot of it, you know, so like, why would, why would you want to do that? And let's face it, greed, the love of money, this guy who needed money, um, at the time he was the show had ended, it was on hiatus, was getting ready to get canceled. He was getting paid from the show. Sure, money started drying up. He was actually evicted from his apartment. I read some articles that he was actually had $90,000 a month in expenses and no income, which sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. Or in this case, it's an actual recipe for murder. He knew a guy that um, was a former life insurance agent and was still at an active license, but was doing some other businesses and Tim talked him into getting a life insurance policy for Andre. So $450,000 and 
they forged Andre's name and made the policy active and they were, he was paying on it. And in the meantime, when all that was happening, Miss Robbie's house got robbed, burglarized and about a hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry was stolen. And I would venture to say it was probably that schmuck Tim, but he blamed it on Andre and Andre was falsely accused. He, he got out of town. Um, there is some text messages between Tim and, or I'm sorry, Andre and his, his grandma. And here's what this, it's just so sad. The text message reads, this is from Andre to his grandmother, Robbie, who owns Sweetie Pie says, Tim is after me or something. I'm not just about to be sitting in, in St. Louis when I know Tim, Tim has people looking for me. So this kid, he was, he ran out of town for a while. They kind of came back in. Well, in the meantime, during all this, so Tim plots this idea to, to kill him where he basically is going to pay a friend to shoot him. He gets his strip. This is where the stripper comes in. His stripper friend who was a stripper here in St. Louis lived down in, ten, in Memphis Tim goes down to Memphis, talks her into luring Andre to this apartment. So this is all premeditated, cold-blooded murder. Andre gets, she lures Andre to this house. And then this person comes, this person shoots him. He gets shot on the porch, I believe. And he then, you know, Tim gets away with it for a while. And he just acts like there's no problem with it. And let's listen to an excerpt of an episode that actually shows Robbie and Tim going to where the murder took place. And I drove my mom through the park to the spot where Andre lost his life. Cause I had not been there yet. I don't think mom had been there either. You know, we're still on the same street, basically, as my grandmother's house, Natural Bridge. So you can see grandma's house right from here. Uh-huh. Natural Bridge is the main street that goes from one end of the city to the next. Everything happens on Natural Bridge. All the crime, all the fast racing. This is it. Yeah, that's it. They say he came out and used the phone. So they had to shoot him right here on this porch. We've lost a lot of family members here on this street. Andre, as of late, and then before Andre, my father. And in between that was Linda's son, Monique's brother, Aaron, who was like my brother. And it's all on this one street, a few blocks from each other. Right across from Grandma's house. Yeah, that's the sad thing about it. Since Andre's passing, I haven't gone through this part of the city. And really, I've been avoiding it. Of course you've been avoiding it because you are guilty. How dare you? you took this dude took his own mother to the crime scene where her grandson was shot and killed. And he acts like it was just driving over someone's house like it's no big deal. I just I am just so I, every time I listen to it, it just man, it really bothers me. And it just goes to show you that it is just one of them things where people just will do anything for money. And the crazy part is, is that Tim was living in Los Angeles at the time. He actually flew to St. Louis. There's tons of records like him depositing money in the stripper's bank account, depositing money in the shooter's bank account, orchestrating all this. And I mean, he is so, I mean, there's just, if he's not guilty, he's got set up by a genius. He was, you know, in debt, bleeding money, 
And the, the sad part is, is that he just, not only did he victimize a person, he victimized his own flesh and blood. And I just, I can't believe that he would do that for money. And I don't think he ever received any of the life insurance money. I think a few days after the kid died, this kid was 18. He just graduated high school and his own uncle masterminds this plot to kill him, to lure him to an area where, to be frank, kids get shot all the time. And that's what he was looking for. He was get looking for it. Let's send him to this area. Probably will just unfortunately be another statistic, which is, you know, sad and egregious. And then he walked his own mother through the crime scene and was acting kind of sad. And there's other clips of different episodes where he's sitting there and he's not really showing a lot of remorse, but he's trying to be sad. And it really just goes to show you that, you know, money causes the love of money causes a lot of craziness. And, Watch out. You don't want family members getting life insurance policies on you all of a sudden. And the crazy part is he flies back to California. I think he just starts, you know, going through his everyday life. Andre Montgomery was killed 2016. Tim Norman lived four years free and clear. Didn't get busted till 2020. And I'm not sure what all really, I'm sure there's like tons of evidence. Someone probably flipped and just said, Hey, you know, they got caught doing something and this is, I have this information. He gets arrested. He pleads not guilty. You know, he was in, he's in jail for, I think two years. They just had the trial. Um, he pled not guilty to murder or the murder for hire. And he's literally smiling in his mugshot. Google his mugshot, Google Tim Norman, Andre Montgomery murder and his mugshot will come up. And it's the craziest thing I've seen watching watching something like this to watch how just greed can take a hold of someone and how you just have this facade because you're, you're bleeding money and you're just going to take someone's life for granted like this. And, and the thing I can't, and I talked about this in true, true crime chuckleheads is first of all, how egregious it is to do, of course, do this to someone, but how do you, how are you thinking you're going to get away with it? He even tried to use burner phones, got busted he flew from he flew from St. Why, why don't we just drive? There's records of that. There's records. There's always records of whether you give someone cash or not. That person has to do something. He gave the stripper. I think her name was Tracy Ellis. Gives her money. She deposited like ten thousand dollars in her checking account. Well, hey dummy, there's a record of that. So it just goes to show you that even though you might think all your T's are dotted and I's are crossed. When you're involving other people, they're probably not going to care much. And they're just going to keep, especially people that aren't used to having thousands of dollars, they're going to start spending a lot of money and acting stupid. That's part of the problem. That's how people get caught. Well, he gets arrested. He claims is innocent. He pleads not guilty. Um, the stripper gets arrested and the murderer gets arrested. He actually is the, mur the guy who pulled the trigger. He was found guilty of the shooting um, sounded very remorseful in his, when he was getting sentenced. Um, the stripper was also, she, I think she had a plea deal, but she was also guilty. Tim Norman thought he was going to get away with it. He said, I'm not guilty. Gets a lawyer. This guy who I got to tell you, he did his best. I mean, he has a big pair. He, he's stood on the stand and did his thing and just kind of, went through the motions and pled not guilty, testified for himself. What's mo even when lawyers think they're 
clients are innocent, they will typically tell them, do not, do not, do not, do not testify for yourself. A lot of times that does a lot of more harm than good. Tim Norman, probably a narcissist, huge ego. He says, hey, he goes, I'm going to testify for myself. Guess it didn't do very good because he was found guilty by a jury of his peers and he is going to be sentenced shortly because his trial just happened back in June and it's currently, you know, November. I mean, he was arrested. I think he was arrested in June. I know he was arrested in 2020. Trial was over the summer and he's, you know, found guilty and never received a dime. The person that helps it up the insurance fraud, he, I mean, he's not, he didn't get in trouble for the murder, but he did get in trouble for the insurance fraud. And so he did get some probation and there's some other things that happened to him. But in the meantime, all you're greedy and all of your, everything that you tried to do just got flushed down the toilet. Now you're going to be sitting in prison the rest of your life. Your mother lost another family member, whether good, bad, or indifferent. She's lost a son now because he's going to be in prison. She tried to show him the way. She tried to help them. She really got, you know, it was unfortunate. She really got the shaft in all this, and it's really sad. And a couple of the restaurants shut down. The upper crust was has been open. But ironically, the upper crust announced that it was closing the day that Tim was found guilty. So I don't know if. There's a sign on the front door that said our last service will be whenever. Thank you for basically thank you for being service. They said they're that their location is right next to a VA hospital there on North Grand and the hospital's gonna expand and demolish that building that the upper crust is in and so they decided to shut it. I you know, I think Miss Miss Robbie's pushing eighty, so I'm I'm sure she's probably doing all right financially. So she's I can't imagine she'll open another restaurant. But it's sad that this this really this dynasty was of this restaurant of entrepreneurs, and it just all just went down the toilet because people were greedy. I'm assuming Tim Norman probably lived way above his means because he was getting paid from the TV show for a while, probably making some appearances and doing a lot of of crazy stuff but he when you go and try to when you have someone killed for an insurance policy man it's, it usually doesn't work out and I would imagine that people start investigating whenever an insurance policy is not that old person gets married there's one beneficiary sole beneficiary and that person starts asking where the money is immediately after the killing it wasn't. It was just a couple of days. The article said afterwards that he was asking for money. So, one thing that encourages me, everything I've been reading, Miss um, Robbie's a Christian, and she is showing some maturity and faith and love, grace. Probably a lot of things that maybe a lot of us wouldn't show during this circumstance. And so, anything I've seen read from her is that. She is, she will probably end up forgiving her son. I don't know if she's done that publicly yet, but hopefully I'm sure she'll be the person to do it because she seems like that type of Christian that not only walks the, not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. And maybe we can learn something from Miss Robbie. Who knows? Um, hopefully, I'm sure she seems like the kind of person that would want some good coming from some bad. Uh, lots of things to learn from this. Don't let your greed catch you up. Don't 
falsify life insurance policies, you know, don't try to commit murder and a conspiracy to murder. But that kind of wraps it up for today. Thanks for everyone for still have a ton of listeners still getting downloads every day. It blows my mind. I haven't dropped an episode in a very long time. I got a lot of great episodes lined up. I guess, you know, going to record with Shane Cox and my son Caleb soon. We're going to do a fun, a fun one. Uh, my boy Ty Kulik's on board. I kind of ghosted him a little bit after I had an idea, just life got busy and it's been a lot of fun. I, I really appreciate everyone listening. Please download, subscribe, tell your friends. I thought it was really cool. I got a listener from Australia. I tweeted it out. Hey, if you don't know anyone in Antarctica, have them listen to that podcast. I would love to get a listen from all the continents. I got six of them right now. So I just need one more. I just need Antarctica. Everyone, as always, thanks for listening. You can hit me up on the good old Twitter at Podcast, And you can also hit me up on my Gmail and that's chuckledgehatpot at gmail.com or the old personal one that's at gadams81. Everyone, thanks for putting up with me. It's kind of choppy for the first one back, but hey, we'll, be, we'll do better next time. Have a great one.